Welcome to the Fowler's Roost Podcast, a hunting and fishing talk show bringing you professional outdoor guiding adventures, trending news, product reviews, and tips from industry experts. So take a load off, settle in, and stay a while with your host, professional hunting and fishing guide and lifelong outdoorsman, Captain Jay Barnes. Hey, folks. Welcome to episode number two of the Fowler's Roost. Please join us as we have an in-depth conversation with one of my favorite huntresses, Miss Aubrey Murphy. Listen in as she discusses her introduction to the outdoor world, tells some tales of adventures, and talks about the importance of introducing her daughter to the outdoor lifestyle. How are you, Ob? Good. How are you, Captain Jay? Not bad. Glad to have you here. Uh, been a great, great weekend. Another great weekend. Another great weekend. Two in a row. Huh? Yeah. Killing yeah. some snow geese. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. We've had, uh, we've had many, many laughs in the blind. Watched some great retrieves from Mr. Fritz and Mr. Ace. We got the old boy out there. Yeah. The old boy came out. Not too bad. Not too bad. He's <laughs> a little stiff the second day too, but, uh, he, he did good though. He did real good. Mr. Automatic, we call him. <laughs> He's uh, it's just like riding a bike for them guys. They never just, forget. They get right into it. Yep, they never forget it. So we're interested to know how did you get so involved in the outdoors and the outdoor lifestyle? Um, I got involved a little bit later than probably most people that are hunters. Uh, most people are brought up from their childhood up. Right. Um. I didn't actually get started until I was about 18. Um, my daughter's father was actually the one that got me into hunting. Okay. Um, it was something he was into and I decided maybe it was something that I should try and wanted to be a part of it. Wanted to be a part of it. Wanted yeah. to spend more time. And yeah, I fell in love with it from the first time I sat. Sure. Sure. So Aside from him, was there anyone else that inspired you uh, to, you know, to get into the outdoors? Um, my grandfather. Yeah. Um, he's not like a big hunter, but he's definitely somebody that has hunted his entire life, mm -hmm. and I'm his only grandchild that got into hunting. Really. So him and I have a really special bond between the two of us. I see. So I think uh, I, I've heard tell that you hunt with a, a special weapon that maybe came from grandpa. I do. My my grandfather about. Uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, gave me uh, his 20 gauge Remington pump and I have cherished it ever since. And I've shot I shot my first deer at. 80 yards open sights with it and that was a seven point buck i shot my first bear in maine with it this past fall and uh actually i shot a deer in maine a 10 pointer in maine with it as well um i i try and bring it on my more memorable hunts right 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 well, I'll tell you, we've had we've had a few of those memorable hunts uh, since October. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have. So, uh, you know, there's there's another couple of questions here that I've got. Is like the first one is what do you what do you like the most about the outdoors? 
I guess for me, um, being a mom, it's not just being a mom, but being a mom, I work a full-time job. That's pretty demanding. So for me to, to get in the outdoors is, it's just, it's peace. It's quiet. It's tranquility. It's, you know, there's no mom, I'm hungry. There's no mom, mom, I need this. It's, it's not, Hey, I need you to go do this job for me. It's literally just me, the crickets, the peepers, the 300 pound squirrels that run around in the deer woods. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's peaceful. It's, it's my happy place. It's my place to get away and, and disconnect from the world disconnect and the serenity of it yeah. is uh yeah a- absolutely absolutely and and you know i mean i you know i do this for a living obviously so i get it you know what i mean i, I know i know what you speak of yeah but uh you know we want to let the audience know that that's really where you go you know where your mind goes to to a peaceful place you you shut everything else out you know, it, it's almost like uh, it's almost like me when I'm in the carving shop, you know, and I'm carving decoys. You, you, you really don't think about anything else other than trying not to cut your fingers off. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything else goes away. You're, you're looking at you're looking at the profiles of the birds. You're looking at paint. You're looking at details and everything else that that is happening in the world just goes away. I know yeah. I know you're a big deer hunter, uh, yeah. big turkey hunter. And when you sit in the turkey blind and, and, and all as you, you know, you, you hear the, the spring, everything's coming alive. Some of those days you can almost hear the grass grow. You can, you know, you it, can. and it, that's amazing. The, that's the serenity that you look for when you're in the outdoors, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? You are definitely right. Yeah. Spot on. Yep. Yep. Especially, you know, turkey season, the, the greatest feeling is, is to hear that that gobbler gobbling off the roost. It's like there is no other feeling. Yep. No one other. No it well. No it well. <laughs> you hear you hear that big old barred owl. <laughs> and you hear that crack of that gobble. Yeah. Yep. That is where it's at, without a doubt. Absolutely. So you know, you were you were talking about um, you know, your job and stuff. What what do you do for a living? Um, I actually help run own and operate a swimming pool business with my daughter's father and his family nice nice how long have you been doing that i've been with them 13 years now okay so you're invested yes yeah i'm definitely invested yep yep i hear that um i also know through through conversations that we've had in the blind and stuff of changing point or a turning point in your life in the in the outdoor world um it, one of the things that puts you in our lap, I know that, you know, here at Frontenac Fowlers, uh, you know, and we thank those guys for that for sure, because we love having you around. <laughs> and w- what was that point and what happened? Somebody gave you a, a, a gift certificate for a hunt. Is that, am I right with that? Or? No, actually, um, I'm, I'm really dedicated to my job and I put in a lot of hours that I don't necessarily need to. So, my payback or my my give back for all my hours was a hunt um the two years prior 
my bonus was a fishing trip. And two falls ago, uh, they had asked me, you know, do you, do you like the fishing trip? I said, well, yeah, of course I love it. You know, I love to fish. Um, and they're like, okay, well, would you like to bear hunt? I said, well, that was a really silly question. I said, I've never killed a bear. So of course, You're right. um, I said, I'd love to do a bear hunt. And, and they did, they, they, you know, signed me up for a bear hunt in Maine with a 15 mile stream. Yeah. And, and I was in preparation for about a year. I had to plan for this trip mm-hmm. and I was in preparation. I had everything set to go and I was actually supposed to go with the guy I was with at the time and mm-hmm. he bailed on me last minute. Sure. And I almost decided not to go. And I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Absolutely. I need to take it. Right. And I went and I had such a great time and I met so many different people that Like, I didn't know that, like, people such as yourself are out there, Mm -hmm. like, people that are willing to give me a leg up and uh, a foot in the door into the outdoor world. Sure. And it was the best decision of my life to go on that trip because it has actually led me to you. Right. And and hunting here with you. Yeah. And Uncle Al, you know. And Uncle Al. Uncle Al was the (laughs) one who who reached out. We, uh, you know, uh, one of my first mates, the professor, we call him uh chuck Agello. Yep. he was uh he was on that bear hunt he was on in, that bear hunt with in, me. in camp with you him yep. and young chuck yep and uh and al reached out and said hey geez you know do you do you do any waterfowling <laughs> and uh i know you were a little reluctant at first but you were like I you know I, you, you thought you might want to try it and uh yeah. and we kind of opened uh opened your eyes up into the waterfowling world uh, absolutely that's it's pretty fun isn't it it is it's I have to tell you, waterfowl hunting is some of the best hunting I've ever done because of the camaraderie that you get to have alongside the hunt that you're also doing at the same time. Right, right. You know, yeah. it, it's the the chit-chatting in the blind. And then when birds come in, it's just hush up and pay attention. And so you you get the best of both worlds. You know, it's it's nothing like deer hunting. No. Deer hunting is sit <laughs> no. still, be quiet, and don't move. That's right. And, and just also, sit there and wait and hope. Yeah. And <laughs> and waterfowling is is a completely different ball game. And it's it's great. Yeah, it definitely the uh I, I know the draw for me and 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 what brought me into that into the guiding world actually was a, a point in my life where I was running out of buddies to hunt with. I, I'd, I'd scout. I'd find a pocket with birds in it on a Wednesday or Thursday, call the boys up, my regular crew that I hunted with. And, uh, it, you know, everybody's in, you know, okay, we're going to hunt Saturday. Yep. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I got three guys plus myself. We're good to go. We got a group of four. We got the boat loaded. I'm ready to go. I take care of the gas, the decoys, the dogs, everything. And then I get a phone call on a Friday night. Uh, geez, uh, we got to go grocery shopping tomorrow or, <laughs> you know, we, we got to go do this or we got, we got to go do that. Or, or one of the guys couldn't get a note from his girlfriend to go hunting on Saturday. So <laughs> yeah, I've been there. And, you know, it's like, uh, my dad said to me, he goes, kid, look at, you're good at what you do. He says, I'll bet you if you start charging, 
people would, if they're going to be paying you, I bet you they show up to hunt. They'll show up. And, and that's all I have ever done is hunted and fished. That's all I like to do. I like, I, I know, I know you're a Jeep girl or a little side note there. You like I a little am. off-roading. I uh, I've always loved street rods, built one, had a couple of big jacked up Chevys, you know, <laughs> love that type of stuff. But all in all, uh, all, all in and all done, I sold everything and bought a duck boat, bought my first duck boat in 96, you know, and, uh, and it's just spun out of control ever since. And, <laughs> and, you know, here, here we are today, you know, um, and that's great. So I hear, you know, I heard you say your mom, um, Kel's your daughter, right? Yes. She's 12 years old. Yep. So what, uh, have, have you introduced her to the shooting sports in the outdoor world? I mean, what, where are you at? I have, I mean, like, I guess any 12 year old typical girl, um, you know, I, I did used to bring her along a lot when she was younger, um, more or less cause she really didn't have a choice cause I wanted to go and she just had to go with me. Sure. Um, you know, and I, and I'd snuggle her in and she'd just take a nap while we were out there. Now that she's a little bit older, a little bit more independent, she's like, um, yeah, no, if it's cold, mom, I don't want to go. Or, um, <laughs> mom, it's like four o'clock in the morning. I don't right. want to go. Yeah. So she does a lot of afternoon hunts with me. Yeah. Um, when it's warmer out, sure. you know, I, I try and make sure that she's taken care of, but she definitely is into shooting. Like target practice yep. is is yep. one of her favorite things to do. I and I've heard a couple of conversations you've had with her, uh, you know, on the phone in the blind. talking about her two four tens because yep, the one sure. the one only takes takes slugs and the the other one only takes bird shot. Right. And I just you know when she asks me and I'm not around, you know, I just I like to make sure that she knows yep. which gun takes which ammo and. She's, you know, the last time we had this conversation, actually, we were in the blind yeah, together. Yeah, I remember. Well. She's like, yeah. Mom, I got it. Yeah. I know the black I, gun takes takes birdshot. The the wooden gun takes slugs. I know, Mom, I got it. Yeah, I heard her say, if it's, I, I, I know this, Mom, well, I, I'm good. It can never be too cautious. <laughs> no, you know, right, she, right, right. she's everything to me. And yeah, and I, I try to make sure that I, I have trained her and taught her right. Yeah, yeah that's you it. Know, gun safety is very important. And yeah. Before she ever got to handle a gun, there was, you know, she had to know the rules. Always point it in a safe direction. Always treat it like it's loaded. You know, it's just the basics. She wasn't allowed to handle a, a firearm until she knew. Right, right. Until she could repeat it back to me, yeah. at least, and and have an understanding of it. So how, how important is it to you to, to carry on those traditions and uh, that you've been taught or, and are starting to experience, you know, for, for her? It's very important to me because, I mean, my grandfather wasn't the one that got me into it, but he's the one that motivates me probably the most to sure. keep this tradition alive because yeah. I'm the only grandchild he had that took up hunting. Um, so it's very important to me to pass it along to her because I'm passionate about it and he was passionate about it. And I feel that it, it's a dying thing. There's not, people aren't, they're not passing that tradition down as much as I, I feel that they used to, mm -hmm. you know, kids are too much nowadays sitting in front of their, their tablets or their iPads or their phones. Yeah. And or gaming. I, I love yeah. to get her in the outdoors and luckily she's pretty good about loving the outdoors just as I do. Sure. Sure. 
where can you be reached, Aria? As far as you know, people want to, you know, women in the outdoors want to reach out to you to, you know, questions about some of these trips that you've been on, uh, some of the experiences that you've had. Maybe, you know, I, I know people that that come and hunt with me. They always asking about calls and chokes and guns and stuff like that. So if these women want to reach out to you or people want to reach out to you to get a hold of you, how can you be gotten a hold? Of? Um. Anyone can reach me at my Facebook page. It's it's public. Um, Aubrey Murphy. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, Obs, very much for uh, for being here with us. That is all we have time for today, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us at the Fowler's Roost. It was a pleasure having you, and uh, join us next time for another episode of the Fowler's Roost. If you'd like to listen to more episodes on demand, please visit the Fowler's Roost Podcast.podbean.com. For interest in guided hunting or fishing trips with Captain Jay, please visit FrontenacFowlers.com or call 315 406 4763. For lodging accommodations during your stay in the Finger Lakes, visit the Fowler's Roost.com.